How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Oh, okay. So you said about your first experience of seeing your grandfather. Can you go into a little bit of detail about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, my own personal, what I can recall, um, I, I was young. I mean, maybe no older than 10, 11 years old. And uh, I remember it was summertime because I was sleeping in after staying up late. And, uh, that morning at around, uh, I believe it was 11.30ish, my grandfather had had a heart attack and passed away. Uh, I was at home sleeping at the time, and I, I something kind of just made me a little bit wake up. I opened my eyes, and I saw him, and he said my name, and it kind of just scared me. And when I hopped up out of bed and blinked for a few seconds to get the sleepies out of my eyes, and he was just gone. And... My father had gotten home maybe three, four hours later from work uh, and told me, you know, he left early because my grandfather had passed away. So it was a very jarring experience and something I had to take in very slowly. Did that sort of inspire your interest in the paranormal more or did you have interest before then? Um, I had seen some shows and stuff about paranormal and I always had a small interest but after that and the few experiences at my friend's house that really drove me more to wanting to do something in there you said you're a little bit of a tech guy what do you mean do you do all the um could you explain it a bit to people because uh, like uh, I'm starting to be more of the guy who helps set up the DVR system set up the cameras uh, audio equipment and stuff like that making sure everything is ready for the investigation to be set up in the place and stuff 
like that. Do you have to make sure that there's no other interference, like electrical interference and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I make sure wherever we put something, you know, it's not going to be picking up off of, like, a EMF detector that's not going to be next to a, a junction box or something in a building that would give a false reading to anything. When you've been on your investigations, is there anything that's been strange or weirder than normal? Um, I mean, for the few that I've been on, uh, for what you're doing, I wouldn't say extremely strange or uh, abnormal. Um, I've, I've personally, you know, been touched and uh, gotten cold spots on my back and arms. Um, but for being a paranormal investigator, I, I wouldn't say that's abnormal because that's the experiences you're kind of wanting to find when you go out into the field and do an investigation. You want something to reach out and, you know, make its presence known to you. Can you tell me a little bit about your group that you are involved with? Yes, I am with a group called Through the Veil Investigations, T-R-H-R-U, and uh, we are a non-profit organization. We uh, recently just got um, insured so we can start going to more places that require the insurance, that way if you break anything, it's covered. Um, we're just a group of all people who believe in this stuff and would like to find out more about it and help people that need help while doing it. So we go out to locations, do investigations, and if a place needs cleanse, we have people to do cleansing for the place, we try and get as much evidence as possible, and we also like to try and have a good time at the same time, you know. Do you, when you go to investigations, do you have to ask permission first? Or do they, because uh, you know, I know there's certain protocols that you have to go through. Um, for the most part, it, it's been people that have come to us, I believe. You know, I said, you know, I heard you're a paranormal investigator. I think there may be something here. Would you mind coming out? Um, otherwise, yeah, we are, we are a few locations that we're looking into right now that we are talking with and trying to get permission to go into. Do you, what do you personally think ghosts are? Um, I personally believe they're the, the spirit energy left from when people leave this uh, world, you know. You pass on and you got some kind of form of energy, whether you, you are a religious person and believe it is a, your soul or you just think it's a ball of energy that's in you, you know, I, I believe once you pass that whatever you want to think it is has to go somewhere and sometimes people just can't seem to get past the world they've lived in and they stay behind. Now we all know that there, there, uh, there's a such thing as bad ghosts, but do you believe in demons as well? Do you think they are present? Uh, yes, yes, I, I do believe that there is, there are demons. I believe, believe that very much. I know it's not a very common thing found in investigations, because as I said, when you speak to a lot of paranormal groups, they will say, look, look, just because it's a bad ghost doesn't mean it's a demon. Shows 
Do you use do you use any form of cleansing before and after investigations? Um, I personally don't because I, I, I know nothing about how to cleanse anything. But we we have people that have done uh, cleansing with sage and holy water and those type of deals that we've gone into an investigation and like made a prayer before we go in to keep us safe and then afterwards with the permission of the uh, owner of whatever the place we are at we have cleansed the place before where where would you like to go in your country or abroad would you like to go to do an investigation if you could um i would like to go a place that's actually in my own state it's a uh, old mining town I, I can't remember the name of it but it's where Silent Hill got the basis for the video games and the movie. Um, there's an underground coal mine that caught fire quite a few years ago, and it's still burning to this day. And a lot of people breathe in those toxic fumes and uh, died from it. And it's it's not safe, so it's nothing that would ever really be able to happen. But if it were ever safe, I, I would love to investigate that location because it's an entire town that you could work with as many people as you can get together and have a very big investigation and really get down and see what ha- happened in that location. Yes, I would imagine it would be, be very haunted presence. Yes, I would imagine so, because a lot of families and a lot of workers had uh, passed from what had happened there, so I can imagine it would be a lot of activity there. Do you... Uh, um, I know some... Americans do understand there's ley lines in the United States as much as there is in UK. Do you um, do you find that some of your some reports of ghosts are on ley lines? I'm, I'm not quite sure what ley lines means. It's like um, it's a magic, it's like a a power source, like Stonehenge, that kind of thing. It, like they found on. Uh, so you get a lot of energy on these places. Oh, oh I, I get what you're saying. Basically, pull their uh, energy from something. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it can help them manifest themselves easily, yes. Um, I feel like if you're in a somewhere that has a lot of old things that, you know, have a bunch of history in them and you have it in... Uh, electrified area with lights and all that so I believe the electricity from that could definitely charge it and make it more active do you think there's such a thing as haunted objects yes yeah I definitely believe if somebody was uh, connected enough to something in their life after they pass I definitely think they could still be attached to it because I know a few people that have got Haunted dolls or haunted um, chairs and things like that. Right. Which is, sounds odd, but you, when you're actually talking to them, you realise, yes, it, you know, as you said before, if a presence was strong enough in life, why shouldn't it be some people could touch an object and they can say, oh, that belonged to John, he was 46, he lived in Ireland. You're going, how the hell did they know that? Exactly, yes. Uh, they, they, I mean, they, they even made a movie about, you know, the Annabelle doll. You know, 
know what I mean? So, definitely, I think spirits can possess, like, a doll and connect to it, whether either through being in life and being so connected with it because it was something they just loved so much, or even malevolent things that are just taking it for a ride type thing. Do you think that the uh, media and films have influenced the paranormal in a good way or a bad way? Um, I would say lately in a fairly good way with movies such as The Conjuring and stuff. Um, definitely I would say with those type of movies in a good way because it shows that people are doing this and trying to help people. They get situations that happen like this. Um, I imagine, like most people, you have to um, fit your paranormal into your uh, daily life and work life. Yeah, yeah, I uh, work a third shift job, actually, so I work overnight. So on my days off when I do do an investigation, um, that definitely helps because most people are getting burned out by, you know, 12 o'clock at night. And me, I'm just like, this is this is my lunchtime. I, I'm yeah that's the problem isn't it because I mean I know most people don't realise that most paranormal groups don't charge at all for going into investigations they normally I mean some people will help them out with um, petrol or something but that's about it or give them some food or whatever but you'll never be a millionaire being a paranormal investigator start somewhere I mean you can't get involved in something until you start doing it exactly <laughs> um, I, I've got a theory that most of our ability to see um, connect to ghosts UFOs or cryptids comes from early man because early man had to be receptive of his environment and I think part of that brain, bit of the brain is still in people and some people can tap into it more than others I imagine when you do your investigation, do you stay local to your area or do you go out more?
I imagine where you live there's lots of stories of ghosts of or people being lost and and um, um places being haunted. Yes, yeah, there is. Uh, I don't live that far from uh, Gettysburg, so there's definitely a lot of ghost stories, a lot of sightings, and uh, a few shops that actually make their uh, money off of doing ghost tours for Gettysburg to try and see a ghost while you're out on tour, so... Yeah, so that's definitely a lot of history. Definitely a lot here. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, obviously, I don't know a great deal about American history, but I have read about the Civil War, and I know that um, quite a lot of people died in the Civil War. I think it's quite uh, nearly as much as the First World War. I think I'm right. Not far behind, anyway. It's a very big number. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of, a lot of casualties in that war, and yeah, the thing about that is it was. It wasn't just countries fighting each other, people who don't hate. You gotta think that there was a lot of emotion in these wars because it was brothers and cousins and very good friends on opposite sides fighting each other. So a lot of emotional charge fighting on top of it just being fairly brutal. I think I'm right that the Ouija board came about roughly about that time cause, so that people could communicate with their loved ones. What, what, I mean, obviously you... One more talk with her loved one. I imagine you have um, a medium that you, or a, a psychic that goes along on your investigations. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was getting a call, I'm sorry about that, I had to... That's all right. call real quick. That's okay, no problem. Um, do you have a psychic that goes along on your investigations? Yeah, so that's the one difficult thing about paranormal is proof. Because un- unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of fakes out there. You know, you know what I mean. I'm not saying your group is, but you know what I mean. There's a lot of things on YouTube saying this is a ghost, and you think, no, that's not a ghost. <laughs> your EVP do you keep them raw as they are or do you um, through technology do you enhance them a little bit so you can hear it clearer 
Uh, we, we do both. Uh, we keep the raw version and we make a enhanced version. That way you can hear it raw and then we'll pick up the sound and do some equalizing. That way you can hear a little bit better. Um, but we like to keep, we like to always keep a raw version to show that, you know, it was just, it happened exactly as you hear in this first clip. Yeah, because I, 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 I can, uh, people say, oh, you enhance it. I, I, I don't mean you interfere with it. I just mean you sometimes have to make it slightly clearer. But if, if you're um, playing, say that you played one on the podcast, now, my podcast, if you played one raw, it might not come across so well. Yes, exactly. Sometimes, you know, it could be while someone's talking in the background, you know, we, we've had a couple EVPs where someone is asking a question and in the background as they're, they're talking, you hear a slight whisper. It's very faint and hard to catch, but you enhance it and make it a little louder and try and drown out the other person's voice as much as you can without distorting anything and you'll be able to hear it a little better. So yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's a necessary thing to do. So, do, do your group post online, or do they? Do you do YouTube sometimes, or what do you tend yes, to do? Yes, we actually have a YouTube. Um, it's through the Vale Investigations, T H R U, all one word. Um, we also have a Facebook and a website through the Vale Investigations for Facebook, and the same thing for the website, just with a dot com at the end. I can imagine we can people if they listening through can um, go to these um, links and find out a little bit more about what you do and uh, I, I presume have you got some evidence on there or not um, on uh, YouTube we have some evidence posted up yes the Facebook and the website's more or less to learn more about our group and get in contact with us yes I mean I mean that's the only way you can have <laughs> somebody can say oh I think I'm being haunted can you help me, sort of thing? Yes, yes. Do, do you find that people accept what you do? Uh, I've, I've told my friends and stuff, and my friends are supportive. I've told some co-workers, and it's kind of 50-50 with people. Some people are like, oh, yeah, you're one of those, those crazy people. Yeah, okay. Others are like, oh, that's cool, and... You know, some just make jokes, <laughs> you know, um, I actually, one of my friends at work made the joke, you know, you need to ask a ghost if you can see its boobs, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to ask that question, but thanks for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to be slightly sceptical of everything, because you should always doubt. Yeah, yeah I mean, anytime I do go on an investigation, I, I go in with the hopes of finding something, but also try to keep my mind into that this noise they hear every night could simply be a loose pipe that gets kicked on when the washer gets kicked on or something and I try to always keep a it could be something else in my mind until I hear it and find it and try and make sure it's not just something that's being misconstrued as paranormal yeah, so I, I like the world of paranormal. I, I myself got in for it because I had a I've had an NDE in my life, so that's how got got me into paranormal. Right. Yeah, that definitely would help. <laughs> yes, it did help a little bit, but um, 
I'm finding that I find, I say that most people to most people. I think you you're never an expert in paranormal or anything you do. You're just a student, and you learn more each time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely say I would agree with that. Because um, anytime you go out, um, you're, you're gonna think of new ways to maybe try and set something up to catch evidence. Uh, anytime you run into new investigators. Um, they might come with a new idea and could be a really good idea. So you're always learning. Uh, you could definitely be good at it, but uh, I would never say anybody could be an expert at it. Oh, do, do, I presume you, your partner is very understanding of what you do? I imagine your partner is very understanding of what you do because sometimes you maybe go away for a couple of days on investigations occasionally. Oh, um, my partner is actually on the team with me, so she's, oh, she's that's very right. understanding of what I do. Oh, sorry about that. I, I, always like, I don't like to presume anything because I thought, I, I thought, because my, my wife thinks I'm a little bit weird sometimes talking that <laughs> something o'clock to something about yeah, ghosts no. and UFOs and cryptids and... Oh, that's good. I, I, I imagine it, it's helpful after you've gone to an investigation. If, if something slightly creeped you out, you can talk about it a bit. Yes, it, it, it's definitely helpful. Um, I know in our, my last investigation I was a part of, we went to uh, Bootleg Antiques, and uh, it, it used to be a uh, distillery back in the Prohibition, and uh, I had actually gotten sick, like, I felt almost like I was hung over and ready to throw up while I was in there at one point. So it, it definitely helps having someone there like that when you uh, go through something like that. Yeah, imagine most people don't think, oh, oh, come on, that can't be true. But obviously, I've never been on an investigation. I wish I could. But I, I can understand the feeling because I sometimes get uh, interference from a, a friend who likes to play japes on me sometimes when I'm talking to people. Uh, suddenly the phone will go off, or lights will go off, or I get electrical interference, or all sorts of weird and wonderful things. But I just let it happen. Exactly. I don't. I don't worry about them. I just think, oh well. I just say, oh thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I presume you don't go out your way to provoke spirits. You know, what I mean, you don't go out to. Get a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 don't provoke spirits. Um, it, it's it's a hit or miss thing with provoking. And personally, I'd rather not try it because if you do it, and let's say there is a malevolent spirit while you're out on an investigation, and it's just trying to be left alone while you start provoking, maybe you upset it, and it it decides it's going to make itself known in a very big and bad way by scratching or throwing things at you and I'd, I'd, I'd personally rather keep keep away from things like that and so does everyone else on the team well I can sense that you're very passionate about what you're doing and I think you'll get a lot out of it what, what you're doing as I say you've just started more or less but the interest is there and I think you'll probably keep going for as long as you can 
as long as I have the time and I'm able to walk and keep going into places, I think I'm going to keep up with it. That's a good thing. Now, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? I normally ask people if there's any... I do like um, a sign-off before I go. Is there anything you would like to mention before we end the podcast? Um, if you'd like to learn more about my group, like I said, it's Through the Veil Investigations, T-H-R-U, all one word. Um, other than that, I just, I'm really happy to have been part of your podcast. Well, all I can say to you is thank you, Samuel, for being on my show. It was like a great chat, you know. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now you can go back and have a cup of tea. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you.